0: get into today's episode, we have a huge announcement that we want to make and make sure that you know this.
1: Yes, Leanne and I have officially started our YouTube channel.
0: Yay!
1: Yay! (laughs) It's called David and Leanna Bond. And basically, we're going to talk about business, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, faith, and lifestyle. So we're not going to leave the Simple Mission, it's just a simple extension of the Simple Mission.
0: Yes. Yes, content is going to be a little bit different, but the mission is still the same, is to help you find your mission according to God's plan. So check out the link in the show notes and subscribe and watch our first video.
1: All right, let's get into it. So what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say youth camp, Christian conference, Christian concert or any other type of big group setting christian event probably some of you think oh it's a great time to hang out with my friends get to know jesus more and be able to have an awesome experience with the lord um you know some might think oh it's you know i'm gonna get my spiritual high for the year to set me off on the right foot um others may think like hey like i don't really know much about you know, Jesus. So this is maybe a great time um, to learn about him, you know. And so all those things probably that you've thought of whenever I say, you know, hey, youth camp and Christian conference and stuff. And, you know, there's been some amazing stories and amazing testimonies that have come out of people going to these events, you know. Um, However, uh, you know, there are some things that we have seen, we have noticed over time, Uh, with people that we know and social media and you know friends and family and such um, about you know how they get this spiritual high Mm -hmm. and they don't keep it throughout the year. It's very short-lived and so that's what we're gonna be talking about today.
0: Yeah so I feel like this is something that David and I have been talking about for a very long time and the thing is we have talked about it for so long but we didn't know the word for it. We didn't understand like what is the term? What is the thing that we go through when we go to camp and then we come back and we kind of like dread coming back home or we are dreading that reality is kind of setting back in and you're kind of back into your old environment that has led you to sin. And it's hard to break through from that. And so it's just something that we had been talking about for a long time, but we Obviously, didn't know what that meant until recently. So this is called a a spiritual high, and I know that sounds kind of bad for us to say, "Oh, we're getting high over here." That's not what I mean, but it's in a spirit in a spiritual way. And um I feel like it's, it's that if if you don't understand that feeling, it's just it's just like what David said, you know, if you remember that feeling from when you come home from youth camp or a mission trip, and the day that you get home from the journey, reality really just sets in, and just a few days later, or a few weeks later, you might just go back to your old routine, or your old ways of doing things, and that feeling of that spiritual high is lost in your memories (laughs) of the time of when you were on fire for the Lord, and so this episode is all about, you know, what we were thinking about, and we have realized that as Christian tend to feel the need to chase after being on fire for God, but really we're chasing after a, a spiritual high. And yeah, that's what we're gonna get into right now.
1: Um, yeah, so let's get into it, Leanna. Why, why not, right? And <laughs> um, okay, so you know, I guess I can say um, you know, first of all, we have a few articles here that we're going to talk to you guys about that kind of back up what we're talking about a little bit because like we like to give you guys some good content besides us just talking up here yabbering about, oh, this is what we think. Well, uh, you know, um, so there are a few articles um, that we'll you link can it in find the in the description. Yeah. They kind of help us with this. Um, just as it doesn't really guide us. It just helps us to confirm like, okay, this is actually a thing.
0: a thing that we are only feeling about. Like, yeah. Other people have noticed it and have recorded it and it's online
1: <laughs> yeah and it's online stuff so um you know like I've I've heard a lot of stories um, uh, you know over the past of you know people getting on fire for Jesus and then they come home and then they just they reality sets back in and so um Leanne and I were talking before this and you know we we kind of have come up with a, a little bit of a conclusion on like why this happens like why does this happen to us And the reality of it is, is that whenever you go to an event or you go to a conference, you know, um, there's there's a lot of people that believe like you do, you know, and you're all in the same room together. This is not a
0: bad thing, you know.
1: No, this is not a bad thing. This is just explaining why this happens. So you're in a room, you're surrounded by people, you're surrounded by family, your friends, you're all praising Jesus, you're all loving on Jesus, you're all loving the environment, you're loving the music. And it's really easy to be very, oh, very, very, very confident on your belief. It's easy to feel like, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because look around me, you know, like look.
0: It's, it's easy to feel like you can do anything.
1: You can do anything. You're invincible, right? And then once you get back on the bus, you know, or you bus. get back in your car and you go home, or on you the go, plane, or on the plane, yeah, you get back into, I guess, with the world. And so, how do you keep that fire that you just ex- experience and you love so much? How do you keep that throughout the year? And that's that's really tough. And um and but it is possible. Uh, it, it it is very possible. It just takes it just takes work. And so we're gonna kind of get into that a little bit later on. But. Um, do you have a spiritual high or really an intimate moment that you experienced in the past and that kind of faded out or maybe you kept it going?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing that I can think about is I had been going to youth camp since I was 13 and I think I had been going to also, um, uh, like youth conferences since I was 12 or 11. And so, and I feel like I kind of understand that a little bit more because i i remember and I, obviously i was little i didn't understand like what i was feeling why i would feel bad but anytime you know because i have to going for so long every year that i would go i would dread coming home because i knew like if this is so sad <laughs> but um on the way to camp or on the way to conference i'm so excited but all of a sudden i have this like thought in the back of my mind saying this is not going to last you're going home and you're going to be back in your old ways I was telling myself that in my in the back of my mind I know that that can be either my own mind or the enemy telling me that but I knew the truth I knew the truth of you know okay I'm going to be at this conference we're going to be worshiping God we're going to stay up late and like have fun and all be together as united one body of Christ And then all of a sudden on the way home, I'm dreading going home because it's not like because I'm a horrible person or I I just did awful things. It wasn't that, but it was just the feeling of that spiritual high was going to go away. And I knew that it was going to go away because I did, in the back of my mind, as a younger 13-year-old, I knew that it's not sustainable. But I didn't know how to combat that or how to fight that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. I think whenever you're you're young and you're 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 I guess your spiritual relationship with the Lord isn't very mature. I feel like it's and honestly a lot of a lot of it just takes time, you know. But I feel like if you're at that stage, if you're if you're, you know, kinda of like how Lena says it, if you're young, if you're you know, in high school or junior high I really think, and if your parent, your parents right now, your kids, you know, whatever you're listening right now, I feel like what Lena's trying to say is that, I guess she knew what was gonna happen, you know, but maybe she didn't reach out and ask for more, mm-hmm. uh, more help, you know. Like I never asked a youth pastor, like, oh, how can I, how can I keep this feeling that I'm like, you know, I'm in right now at youth camp, like, how can I keep that feeling? I feel like you know, a part of youth camp and conference, if you're going to a conference, which is not a bad thing, but I feel like part of it needs to be, hey, how do you maintain this throughout the year? Yeah,
0: like at the end of the conference, you're like, hey, here's some booklet and here's some guidelines. Hey, what you are feeling right now tonight or today, here's what you can do at home to maintain that fire that you're feeling right now. it's not like the fact that the fire is burned out the fire is still there it's just you just have to maintain that fire
1: yeah you have to maintain it and you can't
0: rely on other people or events to maintain that it's up to you and it's up to the power of god resting in you but you have to do the work you have to choose to be consistent in your daily walk with the lord like the so way I don't like the idea of a roller coaster of a spiritual high and then a spiritual low. Yeah, I'd rather have that that that, that constant line of obviously, you know, there are seasons in life where we're not going to be constant, but wouldn't you want to work to maintain that instead of having that high and then low, high and then low? Like, I feel like that would be still like tiring after a long time,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would be too, mm-hmm. so. I think for me, um oh, do you have anything else to add on your story? Mm-mm. No, okay. do you
0: have a story to tell yeah,
1: mine's kind of interesting mine mine I guess can be can, can be related to all of those have left the country on a mission trip or studied abroad for some sort of Christian ministry or even just studied abroad in general. you know what I mean um, whenever you leave America, it is very different over uh, on on most all the other parts of the world. America's very unique. We
0: are very rich, we are very like we have it all yeah we ha- we much. just have it all we're still like like we're, we're one of the richest people on the planet yeah this country yeah
1: and it's really crazy we Need to
0: appreciate it
1: yeah because right whenever you leave i mean it is like night and day and honestly like the people you know people across the world are just so different and the cultures are so different mm-hmm. and their attitudes and their behaviors are so different from like the american Right, the American dream or the American person, and so it is crazy. I mean, so basically, my story is: I went to Brazil um, whenever I was, I think, fifteen or sixteen years old. Uh, I'm not gonna say the date, <laughs> but it was it was a while ago. Um, anyways, so I went uh, for uh, the Randy Clark. Um, Global, I think it was called Global Ministry or something like that. Global Awakening is what it was called, um, and we went to Brazil. Me and my grandpa did for like two and a half weeks or something like that. Basically, they 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 taught you how to minister. You know, like we went through classes on teaching people. We went through classes on how to talk with a translator and. You know, all this stuff. And then they sent us out into the the, the the towns around it to actually preach and to be able to minister to the local people there in the churches. And it was amazing. You know, it was a really great experience. And there was a lot of worship and there was a lot of late nights and there was a lot of awesome times and stuff. And then, I, so I had never really been on a mission trip before, though. That was my very first one. I guess it was kind of a crazy one, though. Um It was, it was, it, it was very different. It wasn't like, oh, I was out... You know, like helping put shoes on little kids' feet. Like, no, it was more of like an instruction. It was more like a like a little mini session of college outside of the country. You know what I mean? And then mm, we mission a we mission tripped to the churches and helped them. So it was very different. Anyways, um, so you know, after that whole time, it was awesome. Like I was on fire, and like I was ready to like do great things. And then like for Jesus. And then like I came back home and like my parents were getting a divorce and every I feel like all of that went just down the drain for a long time. For a very long time. And so, you know, um, but it was really hard. Like my life was like awesome in Brazil and, you know, the people there are really cool and like. You know, and then I come back home and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what the heck just happened, you know? And so I guess it was my fault because like I didn't really know. I, they, I guess I, I wasn't really was taught fault. how taught to that. handle this situation and how to handle like, hey, maintaining your relationship with Jesus is more important than just coming here for two weeks and going back home, you know? And so um I feel like if, if someone would have told me that I would have done things a little bit differently. But... I don't, nobody really but talked I to me. I feel
0: like you didn't know your problem. Like, if yeah. you knew you had a problem, then you would have asked the right question. But if you didn't know your problem, you're not going to ask a question of how to work, like, how to, like, maintain that fire that you had.
1: Yeah, so I guess I didn't really know I had a problem. I just was like, oh, I'm going back home. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> and it was a mess, sure enough. And so, um, you know, but I guess up until then, you know, like, I've been in Corpus Christi for you know four four or five years now. And, you know, and um, met my wife and stuff, and Hello. met in church, and so we've been serving in church together for a long time now. And so I feel like I'm slowly getting that getting that fire again, you mm-hmm. know, for serving and for ministering and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so I just I I feel like it's it's coming back around. And we heard a message last night. Um, it was on a Wednesday night about, you know, somebody planting a seed in someone. Mm. And that seed was always there, but it may not be awakened until later on in life. Or it could be awakened immediately. And so I feel like that seed has been there for a very long time. It's just not been very well kept. And so um, I feel like it's it's going to slowly start to grow. Yeah.
0: So. One, one other thing I wanted to share before we move on is that Whenever I say that I was dreading coming home, it was because, and I think I looking back now, I can honestly say this is what would happen. Whenever I would come home, I would get into a depression, like a small, like you know, temporary depression of like, oh, what is my life now? I just came home. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I feel this way, and like it was so sad, and and I and I think I remember at the time I would you know, I would come home, I would be on fire for the next few days or whatever, and then it would die down again. And I would almost like beat myself up. Like I can feel, I, I know that I have the ability to feel this, I don't want to say this word, to feel this high spiritually. But then I'm like, but why can't I reach that again? Like, why can't I do that? It's because I feel like one thing that what you just said, you didn't know that you had a problem. So how can you therefore ask the question to the right person? Oh, oh, how do I maintain this fire? Why do I feel so down after coming home? Like you didn't really realize it. But I feel like having a spiritual high, although there are good reasons to go to conference, you know, those aren't bad things and camp and mission trip. Like those are good things. But if you don't already, like, If you're not already proactive on knowing, okay, I'm going to go to this event or this trip and it's going to be a really great time, but I need to make sure that I, almost like you hold yourself accountable when you come home. Okay, what did I tell or what did I hear from God? Or sometimes when you're on a spiritual high, you hear from God more clearly and you know his calling for your life. And so it's almost like you have to be proactive Or, or the pastors or the leaders that take you has to, they have to be proactive and be like, hey, what did you learn about? Or what did you hear from God about? Okay, and they tell you, and then they say, oh, well, you know, here are the ways that you can um, be accountable for this. Like, what can you do starting next month? What's the first step you can do to, you know, do this? Or what can you do every day to maintain that fire that you have? I feel like, I feel like, um Leaders and pastors don't really do that, and I'm not saying it's all their fault, but I think they don't realize the effect of that spiritual, the spiritual high that it has on their younger student or um, on their peers because no one talks about it, you know. And yeah. so anyway, like I said, I was I feel like I would be on, I would be in this temporary depression until you know God would really bring me back out of it, and then I'm fine again. So I think in a way, not to sound bad, but I feel like in a way, a spiritual high is not healthy. Because you're, like, what comes up must come down. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a basic law in this world. Like, what comes up must come down. And if you're on a spiritual high, okay, here's an example. <laughs> um, when David and I got married, I was, on this. I was on top of the world. And I'm not saying what because I'm not happy anymore, but... But the thing is, like, we were on our honeymoon, we had so much fun, and then we came home, and I felt like that happiness, like, went way down. But not like I wasn't happy anymore, but it was like I was on such a high from the wedding, from getting married, from saving and so marriage, and our honeymoon. It was just a fun time, like, just being together, being, becoming one, and we came home, and it's like, oh, reality stepped in, we have to... know take care of this house and yeah
1: eat and and and, and go grocery shopping and wash our clothes
0: yeah like pay for stuff do the bill like reality adult thing and i think i kind of like came off on that high and i remember for a few months i was kind of dealing with a lot just like emotionally and um and all that stuff mentally you know obviously because i'm becoming a wife and all that but that's just an example of like that high cannot last forever. It's gonna come down or you at least maintain it. And I feel like now in our marriage, that you know, we're almost three years married, I can honestly say that I'm happy, but it's like a constant happiness. Yeah. You know, consistent. it's not like a high.
1: Yeah, it's consistent. And that's how, as Leanna was describing to you guys, you know, that's how we feel like our relationship with the Lord <laughs> needs to be. And, you know, I think there's a time and place for conferences and stuff, kind of like how Leanna was saying, but we feel like you're more, you're better off being more consistent with God, you know, every day instead of once a year and then you live in the world, the rest of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And so as David was saying about sowing the seed into somebody's life, like sometimes we don't know where that seed is or if the seed is ready to grow. And so there's a, a there's a uh, parable in Matthew chapter 13, and um, I, I'll just read it really, really quickly. I don't think I even put the verses in here. I think it's 18 through 23. And this is the um, part where Jesus explained what the parable was about, because the disciples and the people were like, I don't understand what you're saying. What's it, what is this parable about? Blah, blah, blah. And so he said, okay, just listen to me. And so he said the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom, but they don't understand it. And then the evil one hums and snatches away the seed that was planted in their heart. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receives it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And then the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. And so no fruit is produced. And then the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word.
1: Wow, that is crazy! Just how we talked about like the seed, and then this this little short parable here, and you know. Um, but that's really good, and like uh, I feel like that that that's a really good example of how we need to be with our relationship with Jesus. You know, um, and and I feel like there's growth throughout the years the many years and you know if, if you're a christian you know as you're developing your relationship i feel like there's a lot of growth sometimes there may be other things that might come up there may be vines that may come all over your growth and things mm-hmm. that things are gonna try to squash that you know and so we're not saying that hey that like, you have to maintain this spiritual high consulate all year because it is difficult it is hard work and it's not it's not easy we we will say that but we just talked about everything about like in the very this first half about like oh like what what's it been like for us like losing the spiritual high like not maintaining it and all this other stuff so now we're going to kind of move into um some a little bit of just how we can do that you know how we can maintain a little bit better than before and um here's what i'm gonna read to you guys if we do not receive the word with good soil Truly hearing and understanding the truth and the gospel, then we will not live it out. It will quick. It will grow quickly. But though not having roots, not understanding, or falling away due to persecutions or worries and desires of this world. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, and that's
0: exactly what you know. Where I said in the parable, I feel like the one in verse twenty really represent. Um, Verse 20 and 21 really represents what happens when you go to conference and choose hamps or whatever, but you you don't understand God's word already before you go. And, you know, it says, like, this deed along the rocky soil, It, for those who hear the message, they do receive it with joy, but they don't have deep roots. They don't last long. Like, they fall away as soon as there's problem, and then... And, or they're, they're persecuted and you know they're worried about their life and and their their desires is luring them away from God I feel like that really represents like what's going on like why was there a spiritual high Is to immediately receive it with joy I feel like that's almost that spiritual high right there like oh I did not do anything blah, blah 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 and all of a sudden like when life gets hard or reality sets them and they come back like they go back to their old ways you know
1: dang mm but that's good um yeah so uh, also too one other thing on this with 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 the parable is that um you know i guess complacency and uh, unawareness are really like silent quote killers of christians you know um and that, that's really hard like whenever we get get complacent with the world instead of you know learning about the word i feel like um, you know that can slowly drag our relationship down with Jesus and slowly pull us out, out from under, underneath the wing of, of the Lord. You know, and so, and also too, I think like unawareness too is is a big thing. Like not like not being aware of like what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're saying can also um, really really damage you know have a lot of internal damage you Mm -hmm. know Um, and so you know we are we are called to receive God's Word on a daily basis and keep it rooted in our hearts Mm -hmm. you know and um, you know there is a spiritual battle between the enemy who wants to who wants to take all that away from you and so you know um, I think the spiritual highs like obviously I think what happened in the past, I think a lot of it started with, like, Billy Graham conferences and stuff. Because mm-hmm. that was almost, well, like... it was
0: because of Billy Graham, there was, like, revival, There right? was a lot of
1: revival, yeah. And so, a lot of people were changed.
0: People were changed through the revival. That's the thing. They maintained that fear so high that they they received Some from the them. word. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Some of them did. But, you know, I guess that's kind of when it all kind of started, I guess, um back in the day and i'm I'm sure it started earlier on but that's i guess a big a big mover shaker of this world was billy graham whenever it came to his you know revivals and stuff like that and so i guess nowadays you could call that the passion conference of this year and so you know how can how can we go to the passion conference and learn and take away and apply all year instead of you know going to the passion conference and then coming back home and and living your life in the world two different things two completely different things
0: i feel like the difference between going to like let's say for instance passion conference because people really are on fire for the lord when they come back from that from that conference and they do live it out but i feel like because they um are like Discipline to write down the things that they're hearing from the messengers from all the speakers and they were consistent in writing it down the bible verses and they go home study those bible verses or the, the the books of the bible that they haven't read yet and i feel like that's a way to maintain that fire yeah that you learn from home instead of like going home and not doing anything about your life yeah from what you just learned
1: you yeah know? yeah so you have to reflect you have to read constantly be reading uh, I know, you know, a lot of you guys don't like to read <laughs> based on people we've talked to. The, the odds are very against reading right now. And but that's how we learn, you know, and that's how you're going to learn to to understand God and to understand his word. You know, and like like Lena was saying, like we can't just be on fire for God. but We need to stay on, stay on fire. fire. That's good. Amen. Ooh, boom.
0: That is a mic drop right now, but I don't want to drop this mic because I want to keep on talking.
1: Yeah, so we're going to keep on talking. So how is this accomplished, you know? Uh, honestly, by being consistent and pursuing God every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Every day. Like, honestly, it's just trying to be real with you guys, we cannot rely on the next church service, Christian band concert, conference, or camp in order to get back in touch with God Because he's already here. He's already there for you. He's right next to you right now as you're listening to this episode. He's already there. All you have to do is call out to him and he will answer. But um, we can't rely on all those things. And this is not to say, oh, you know, um, we're not called to go to church every Sunday or every Wednesday night. That's not what we're saying. We are called to go to church because we need be surrounded by other like-minded believers we, we need that because if we're alone in our faith we will fall and stumble but if we have community if we have people that we can talk to about our struggles or hey i need prayer for this i'm struggling on this right now like there are people that will be rooting for you and praying for you and supporting you and uplifting you in prayer and that's still important so please don't knock this out as as don't don't take this as us saying oh like you don't have to go to church because you can just maintain that fire by yourself that's not what we're saying we're saying you know those major events the major concerts the major um youth camps and mission trips i've been on two mission trips and i would come back i would be on i would be still on fire and i was still stuck in my sin that i was struggling with and to the point where i'm like what was the whole point of going the mission trip but really it's also realizing you don't we don't go to those events or whatever it's just for us like oh it's for me oh, I need to be filled up and like, yeah it's true but it's not just for us it's to encounter God. Wow. That's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: But if we always you know have a selfish motive of oh it's for me oh I want to hang out or I want to find my next boyfriend or girlfriend, yeah there are people that don't use camp because of that. Um and she flirt with people. And I remember that in the years past I would I was like, Oh my gosh, like but um but everyone is on their own journey is what I'm trying to say. Everyone's on their own journey of figuring that out. But we're here to tell you about all of this so that maybe you don't have to go on that journey and you can listen to this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a verse in Hebrews thirteen chapter eight. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever and so mm-hmm. You can know that what that what that definition, what that verse means is that he's consistent. Mm-hmm. And we should be consistent too. If Jesus is calling us to be consistent, we need to be consistent. And, you know, if it takes going to one of these flaming things, you know, big time fiery Christian conferences to get you on the right track, to wake you up, then hey, then that's, that's good. That's fine. But, you know... Uh, to get you on the right path, you know, and then you can maintain it from there. You can get connected with a local church, get connected to a small group or Bible study, and, you know, begin to develop your relationship with Jesus. Um, and so, you know, having a daily word time, a daily prayer time is super important. You know, we've, Lena and I have done that all of our marriage. We've had our, our morning Bible study, and we, we, usually, we usually get in the Word for 30 to an hour each morning. 30 minutes. To thirty an hour, minutes. Thirty hours. I'm, I'm not thirty <laughs> hours. Thirty minutes to an hour every morning, and sometimes I'm not the morning person. I'm really not, and so t- you're struggling I'll, this morning,
0: so right?
1: I was, yeah, I was struggling. I was sitting on the couch, and I was like <laughs> closing my eyes, trying to stay awake because I was trying to read. I was trying to read uh, Hosea, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was trying so hard to stay awake. Anyways, so it was, what? it's it's what? harder for me, and it's harder for Leanna. Just because we're not just saying, oh, you need to do this. We're not doing this. No, like, like, we do do this, but it's very hard for us sometimes. But it's just
0: a matter of being disciplined. Like, you know, like, we went to bed a little late last night. I think I went to bed by 1130. He was already asleep. I was reading my book. So I can be a little bit better about going to bed a little bit earlier because I want to have my full attention and my devotion on him in the morning instead of like I wake up I'm so tired or whatever just like David was tired this morning but I <laughs> I saw him falling asleep I was, I told David hey like God is okay if you don't want to read today like like I, I told him straight up he was like no I'm gonna finish this I'm like but you know I want to make sure that you want to read I don't want you to I don't want you to feel like you're forcing yourself to read then that's, that's not what it's about You know, but but there's a difference between forcing yourself and then being disciplined. Like, I am disciplined to read my word every day, you know?
1: Yeah, wow.
0: But I just want to let you know, like, you know, sometimes we don't feel like it, right? And it's up to us to make that choice. But God is never going to condemn you if you miss one day of reading or one day of prayer or a week of prayer or a week of reading. Like, he's not going to condemn you. He is always going to be right next to you. You just have to reach out, reach out to him the day that you want to reach out to him. He's, yeah. he's never impatient. He's never like tapping his foot, waiting for you to come back on that couch so you can read and, and encounter him. You can encounter him anywhere. So that's our all, that's all whole point. I'm doing on a tangent, but let's go ahead and move on.
1: Well, that's good, Leanna. Um, okay, so I guess here are some ways that we can maintain that spiritual high quote every day in our life. And we've talked about some of these already, mm-hmm. um, you know, by being consistent, maintaining our walk, our walk with God through, you know, uh, reading and studying the Bible. That's a big one, you know. If you want to understand, hey, like, how many of you guys have asked you, oh, like, what's your, f- who's your celebrity crush? Or that was what we talked about in high school. But I guess who's your, who's your favorite? Who's your
0: celebrity crush, honey? Are you want to tell really, me yours? I didn't
1: really keep up with them, but I said <laughs> probably Megan Fox.
0: Exactly. You told me that before.
1: Yeah, but she's gone. I kind of. Crazy, anyways, <laughs> most of them go crazy. It's really sad, but um, or Miley
0: Cyrus oh, was yeah, another Miley one,
1: Cyrus. and now she's now, but too? not Miley now, the old Miley. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's like the old Taylor, the country Taylor, not Taylor Swift now, but the country Taylor. <laughs> anyways, well, wow, you um, just said
0: you didn't you didn't touch up with any of them, and now you just name three.
1: Okay, so we know. <laughs> You know, some of us know their when they're born, their birthdays, what they're wearing, like what shoes they're wearing, what brands they're wearing. Like we know what, like we like to follow people that inspire us, that look maybe different or like us, like that we love to like study people, and you know if you're, you know if you know so much about like I don't know whoever you're looking or thinking about. You know, that's the same way that we need to be looking and thinking about, about Jesus. Like, hey, you know, like we can we can all say, hey, like I love this band. I love this artist. I love this actor or celebrity or whatever. Like, oh, I know what they're doing right now and all this other stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got the inside scoop on, I don't know, their <laughs> flight schedule or whatever. Crazy wow. stuff. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like, do you have the inside scoop on Jesus? Like, do you know... I don't know like what he did in a certain point in his life like do you know about it's almost It's almost like
0: creating intimacy yeah that's what you're trying to say
1: and so that is all done by studying the Bible and by studying the word because the Bible is what we have to go back on um, honestly and the other uh, there's some other reasons that are there's some other ways we can maintain is and, and Leanne is going to talk to you about some of those
0: so the other ones are prayer worship, attending church regularly, and being in community with other like-minded believers, having godly ment- mentors, and serving the church in your community. So those are all the ways that you can maintain um, being on fire for God and, um, and maintaining that relationship with him. And I feel like the thing that's crazy, this is something my grandma has told me many times because you know, um, we would go on mission trips, and we would go to, uh, the first one was uh, Guatemala, and the second one was El Salvador, and my grandma throughout the whole time, we were raising money for it, and stuff, is like, well, you can go on mission trip uh, 10 minutes away, like, there's a town like like, close by, they always need, you know, they, they, they need a lot of um help and you know it's just serving the community and there's a lot of homeless people around that you know we can serve them so think of like even if you're hearing us and we're talking about we have gone on mission trip there are ways that you can serve your community right now where you're at and if everyone had that same mindset then every city would be t- touched and reached out to you know if everyone served their community wow. in that way yeah
1: that's good. There's a verse, Colossians three twenty-three, and it says, "Work willingly in in whatever you do, um, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people." Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's saying, like, "Hey, like, in whatever you're doing in your life, do it willingly, and you know, know that like you're working for the Lord. Yeah. And whether that's ten minutes away or whether that's across the the ocean for a mission trip.
0: Yeah. So. And the thing is to remember is You don't have to rely on having a a spiritual high. We have the Holy Spirit to help us every single day, every moment of our life. And the Holy Spirit represents the three persons of the Trinity, which is God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all three in one. And so we have access to the Father and to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. We have the power of Christ in us when we accept him into our our lives and follow him and i feel like this is something i wanted to bring up because if you're in the holy spirit then you're maintaining that fire and just allow him to speak and lead you every single day not just when you're on that spiritual high uh let me read a uh, Galatians five twenty five. it says um since we are living by the spirit let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives and when you when you think about our life, that means every single day, right? Um, and so that's just to remember, like, you know, don't feel like, oh, I have had have that spiritual high. But if you have that Holy Spirit, you're already maintaining that fire right now.
1: Dang. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's very important. You know, I think out of all this, if you're listening, you're about to go to youth camp this summer, uh, you know, if you've been to Passion already, I know it's already happened, but you know know that like hey like it's not too late to start maintaining your relationship with jesus it's not too late you know even though you've might have messed up between now and then you've been burned out maybe or you've given up uh you know if you're listening to this like hey like you know your time is now mm-hmm. and jesus wants that now with you you and don't
0: have to wait for the ne- for the next day you
1: don't have to wait you can do it you can start today um You know, you can start today by in prayer. Uh, You know, just try to start, you know, talking to Jesus every day a little bit. You know, you can start there or you can start reading, uh, you know, a verse or two verses a day. You know, just do a little bit here and and it'll start growing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can't go like all out willy nilly and you know read a whole book a day or I mean you can but you know that that's 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 a lot going from nothing to this there
0: is um a man that supposed to us one time I don't know if he was at youth camp or at conference and he straight up read the whole bible in 30 days he like read it every single I think I don't know if he was like an adult or he was like a teenager or whatever but he, like, made, he, like, was able to read the whole Bible. He was so on fire that wow. he read the whole Bible in 30 days. So it can be done, but that's, that's the only person that I I've never, ever met. I've never heard
1: anyone do
0: And he was saying that I learned so much, and I felt the Holy Spirit in my life so strongly when I read the whole Bible, like, in those I think it was like 30 to sixty days or something. Wow. And it was like, wow. I, and I still remember that as soon as you brought that up. I'm like, actually, I know one person that told us that.
1: That's crazy. Uh-huh. So it can happen. You can start today. And, you know, don't wait for the next big thing. Don't wait to, you know, get around influential people to be able to start this. And so... Um, so as I'm kind of talking about this, you know if you're listening, you're like, well, my fire has already died out, I'm already done. i' I've lost my spiritual high already. I'm already living in the world and I'm already sinning, you know I'm I'm doing all this terrible stuff <laughs> which is hey it's 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 that's that's you know um, it happens. and mm-hmm. so you know what happens to us whenever the fire if the fire dies out, um, you know I think, you know, we can really understand that there are seasons of light in life, and sometimes in your season that you're in may not be the best one, and it may not be the most holy or godly one. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we understand that, like we're human, like we're 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 all sinful in nature, and 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 so um, you know, it happens. But you know, if if your relationship with God has been built up for so long, and you hit a really tough season you're going to get through that season a little bit easier because you know how much faith and how close you are with God. You know, even mm-hmm. though you may be slipping away, you you you, you can rest assured that he has your back.
0: Yeah, and the thing is like like for us like we have had seasons where, you know, we just don't want to read, we just don't want to do it and we don't feel as close to him. Um, and, but there are seasons in life where we are dry, we're stuck in the desert, and we're searching and wanting more of God, but we can't get fulfilled by Him. We're just so like, lost. But the difference is that God is still there. He's already here for you. And if you're thinking that, oh, it's because I'm coming off from a spiritual high, that's why my fire's gone, or whatever, no, you're just really... In the midst of a struggle right now, and you need him, you need God in your life, and um, that's some, that's something to remember. Like when you're on that spiritual high, like yeah, you feel like you don't need you don't need God, but then when you're like out of that spiritual high, then you like need him more than ever. So it's not like we never don't need him. Does that make sense? We don't
1: ever. <laughs> yeah. We we will
0: never not need God. We
1: understand you.
0: Yeah, but. um yeah, it's just hard to, like, just drive, light. like, we will always need him every day of our life. doesn't matter if we're on the spiritual high, we feel like we can do anything. No, we still need him in that moment. It doesn't matter. Um, but the thing is to remember is, if you feel like your fire is kind of slowly dying or something, you know, you know, Jesus did say um, that we would have troubles in this life. You know, he never promised us an easy and comfortable life with no troubles. You know, there will be times of strife, confusion, you know, hurt and betrayal, misunderstanding, grief, loss, and struggle. Uh, in John chapter 5:33, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I just love that verse because he's saying, okay, um, by the way, spoiler alert, you are going to have trouble. But um, you know, I have overcome the world. So you can take heart in that, you can rest in me, you can have ultimate peace because I have overcome the world, even though you do have these troubles right now, you know?
1: Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And um, you know, I, I, I feel like that that's a very good good explanation, um, on knowing that like he's always there and that hey, you're gonna have some struggles, you know, um, in your life. And I feel like a lot of times people, whenever they first become a Christian, a lot of bad things happen to them.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: But I realize that, and I think that they think that becoming a Christian will solve all their problems. That becoming a Christian will take away their pain and will take away their their agony and will take no bad thing will happen to them. Like they're basically invincible. And that's the complete opposite of what really happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the, the difference between you not knowing Jesus and you knowing Jesus and having a relationship with him is that, you know, number one, it's knowing that he's always present and that he's a very humble and a very kind and a very, and a very uh fearful god and he's there he's all around us and he's he's so easy to talk to and whenever you're out in the world you don't have him it's like you're you don't have that you don't have that 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 thing that you can talk to randomly you know you don't have that 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 person that like you can go to for your problems and struggles mm-hmm. because jesus had a lot of problems and jesus had a lot of struggles whenever he lived on this world and so it hit so did his disciples i mean you know what i mean but you know a lot of them didn't lose hope a lot of them continued to pursue god even though times were tough mm-hmm. if that makes sense
0: yeah that kind that of makes sense because like i was thinking i was reading um chapter 22 or 23 today because i'm kind of this is we're recording this and it's almost Easter so tomorrow's just Friday and so I've been totally kind of reading like you know the days that all of these events had happened to Jesus and so I read the day that he was um uh, uh taken away and arrested and so the part that I was reading was it's crazy but you know um Jesus told um Peter and said oh like Satan wants to wants to have you but i am praying for you like that he's not gonna take you and peter said oh lord i'm gonna fight for you i'll even die for you and she just said um well before the rooster crows you're gonna deny me three times today and he's like what no i'm not gonna do that i would never do that and then he got arrested and you know peter was following him and um you know three people asked him hey aren't you the disciple that was Jesus, or are you one of Jesus' disciples? And he's like, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't know this man. And he, and then he did it for a third time and then the rooster crowed. And he felt horrible. And I'm sure at this point, he was on such a spiritual low. You yeah. know, he said he was on a spiritual high. Oh, I would fight for you. I would die for you, Lord. I would do all these things for you. And eventually, at the end of his life, he does do that for Christ. He was uh, crucified upside, upside down. And, um, but the crazy thing is, like, I'm sure at that point he was still spiritually low, but then, oh, yeah. and then Jesus was resurrected and he lived dead. And he, he didn't it, didn't, it didn't matter to Jesus what Peter did to him. He saw him deny him three times. He, he was only like, I don't know, like a few feet away, a few yards away from Jesus. So he saw like him denying him three yeah. times. And, but the point is, Jesus, is patient and he's like I understand that you um, are human and you're gonna mess up but I'm gonna be here for you and he lived again and he called Peter hey you're going to be the rock on which my my word is going to stand and whenever the Holy Spirit came on that day of, of, of Pentecost you know he was fulfilled or he was filled by the Holy Spirit and that's how he was able to maintain that fire
1: damn, so
0: I read that today damn. So, uh,
1: well, that's good. So, um, you know, know that there is hope. Um, but that was really good Leanna, about how you reference someone in the Bible uh, that lost his fire almost, you know, and it, it, I'm sure it was a really bad time, tough time for him. But, you know, know that if it can happen to him, it can happen to you. And, you know, how are you going to react to that? What? How are you going to really react to your spiritual low you're going to go back into the world or you're going to lean closer into jesus mm-hmm.
0: so i hope this episode really kind of highlighted and exposed maybe some feelings that you have felt before or are going to go on a conference or a camp or something you can be proactive right now and prepare to maintain that fire even after you come back and not just come off on a spiritual high
1: yeah, so uh, do you have anything else to add? That's it. Okay. Well, we love talking with you guys. Um, we've, we have so much fun sharing our hearts and sharing all these really interesting topics. And, um, you know, like the podcast is still s- still going strong. And we just thank you all for listening and, you yeah. know, um, giving us your time and attention. And we hope you guys are learning a lot. We're, we're learning a lot doing this, and we love it. Um, so we'll see you guys later. We'll
0: see y'all. Bye. Bye.